Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Yeah! Here, 
I'm glad you know we got through it Monday. We 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 you know it's like lean on me. You know what I mean? When you're not strong, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not your friend. It. I'm not your friend. <laughs> I'll be your friend. I'll help you carry on. Uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but uh, no, man, we're wrapping up 2000 uh, 2021. It's been a good year for us. Uh, you know, doing a lot of big things here at Sports City. Got some big things coming up for 2022. Me and TP are working on. So uh, onward and upward. But uh, you know, I, I want to start with the show. I mean. You know, you 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 messaged us uh, yesterday with the news uh, of the unfortunate passing and sudden passing of uh, of John Madden. Um, a lot of kids, you know, younger than us, know him for the video games. But if you're like myself or serious, you grew up with this guy as the voice of NFL. Um, you know, before yeah. you know, before you had all these 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 names that do the games now, you know, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, there was there was Pat Summerall and John Madden um calling the San Francisco Giants games, um, you know, boom and, and with the teleprompter and everything. But before that, um people of our parents generation knows him as one of the great NFL coaches of all time. Coached for about ten years, never had a losing season, you know, had a hundred and three and thirty two and seven record. Um, won three uh, in, in the regular se- season series. He he won uh, for every four games he coached. He won three of them. Um, he had a seventy seven point seven five nine winning percentage, uh, which was the best among coaches over a hundred games coached. Um, doesn't get enough credit as as the coach that he was. Um, you know, always coming up short in the, to the Steelers, to your Steelers, until he broke through with the Raiders and got that championship, that elusive championship. One of the great coaches of all time as well um, died at the age of uh, 85. So, um, serious. I'd love to get your your thoughts on, on the great John Madden. You know, my guy, it, it, it's something that, you know, caught the sports world by storm. You know, when you start looking at, at, at coaching, um, there's so many greats that have, have graced the sideline. A lot of them play tribute to the late, great John Madden. We're talking about mm. Bill Parcells. We're talking about Tony Dungy. We're talking about um, Bill Belichick and, and Cower and, you know, the guys who, who, who patrolled the sidelines when we were coming up. Uh, we could spin it ahead to the guys patrolling it now, Mike Tomlin. Um mm. And you know the, those type of guys who are, are cut from that 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 Madden tree, that Madden cloth. Um, and then when he, you know, went to broadcasting, there was none that did, did it better than him. I mean, Tony Romo right now was the highest paid broadcaster in the game, sure. and I'm sure if you sat sure. him down, he got his his swag and the way he 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 breaks down film. And everything, and the way he breaks down the play from John Madden. The teleprompter was a John Madden thing, and then he extended it past past the teleprompter. And you know, when it came to business, and you know, and and, and selling yourself and making your name and your money, you know, work for you. Again, he was on every TV doing commercials from beer to to socks to underwear to 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 you know foot cream, it didn't matter. And you look at these guys <laughs> now, you know, like a LeBron James and a, and a, and a, and a Shaq who, 
who who are in, you know, commercials, you know, John Cena's in every damn commercial I look at now, you know, The Rock, <laughs> you know, doing movies and things of that nature. He paved the way for sports and sports entertainment to, you know, extend past the gridiron or the hardwood or whatever you did. He made it fashionable. He made it athletes and actors wanted to pursue because of the lucrative type of deals that he was able to achieve. So a lot of people tip their cap to John Madden, you know, and then, you know, when it comes to, you know, to, to, to entertainment and, and the football game, you know, I mean, I don't know of a dude alive who hasn't sat down and, and played Madden, you know. There's Madden tournaments yeah. all over the world, um, internationally from, from coast to coast. Um, there's mad tournaments in, 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 in every crevice of the USA. Um, and again, it's a testament to John freaking Madden. So as much as I hated him as, 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 as a Raiders coach, I respected the hell out of him for what he did. I respected the hell out of him for what he did for his, you know, entertainment and business. And a lot of men and women for that matter, owe this man a great deal of gratitude for paving the way for what they do currently today. Yeah, I mean, you bring up so many great points, Sirius, and I, I definitely it's it's unfortunate that um, we wait until these legends, you know, transition in, into the to the next life before we give them their flowers, right? Um, you know, <laughs> you know, he never asked for his flowers. He doesn't want flowers because you want to give him flowers. He wants flowers because he deserves flowers. Um, Great song by Sky Zoo. I love that song about flowers. Um, but um, give me give me my flowers while I'm here. And I wish we had done more. I, the documentary came out. Um, we know his health was is failing a little bit, but it was great to to know that. I, and I missed it. I actually recorded it, and I because I was with the family and everything, and, and you know I plan on watching it very soon. Um, but the documentary just talking about his legacy, and you know, think about how many people learn the game of football from his video game alone, not even just his broadcasting, right? Serious, like his, you know, he breaking down plays and, you know, action on the field, circling players and, you know, what, you know, little things that you've never seen before on TV, but then the game that he loved bringing the realism of the NFL game to a video, you know, to a video game that was easily digestible and, you know, it. A lot of people learn football just from that game alone, and you're so right. I mean, it's taking something like like football and be able to market it. Nobody had ever done um, something like that ever on in that, that scale, like a video game, right? And and to see where it is now, um, you know, it's it's a phenomenon. There's there's gamers that have tournaments for Madden, right? It's, 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 it's beyond huge. Um, I, I certainly hope, um, I certainly hope they do a tribute for him on the next game. I don't want to see any NFL player on the cover. I just want to see John Madden on that cover. Um, I still remember having, I think it was uh, Madden 93 for Sega Genesis. I think that was my first Madden game. Uh, the cartridge, the the long cartridge I had, and um, playing with the Giants that one year we were good in '93, and the Cowboys and the Bills and the 49ers were the three three best team, teams in that game. But um, 
you know, it changed my life, that game. So, um, and, and John Madden, he, he's an icon. You know, he, he you know, from the bus, uh, riding around cross country because he didn't want to fly. There's so many great stories about John Madden, and you never hear anybody say anything bad about him, right? So, um, you know, it's unfortunate that he passed. He lived a long life, 83, 85 years old. Um, you know, it's just unfortunate. Like, and I said, when you, when you text that, I, I just like my heart dropped because I was just like, damn, like, you know, damn, like another one, you know what I mean? So, um, I don't know if you have anything to add serious, but I definitely want to, you know, give him his flowers while we have the chance. Nah, man. I mean, I, I've said all I need to say on it, man. It's unfortunate, but we, we can definitely move on. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Um, you know, and, and, and prayers up for the Madden family, friends, anybody that knew him. I never met him, but I wish I did. I really do. So, um, and, you know, that his, his, uh, his, his documentary is airing right now on Fox. They're re-airing it to, uh, tonight twice, and then they're going to air it again tomorrow on Fox. Uh, it's on FS, FS1 now, and then they're going to re-air it on, on Fox. So if you, you missed it, please, you know, watch it. It came on on, um, on Christmas Day, but, you know, hit the record button. It's, it's a great watch, I'm sure. So, um, yeah, let's get to, let's get to some business. Um, you know, one thing that came across um, that I, I don't know if you heard about, um, you know, the Cleveland Cavaliers, um, after their loss to the Pelicans, uh, got, you know, they lost 108 to 104, got some even worse news that uh, their guard, uh, Ricky Rubio, has an ACL tear and is going to miss the rest of the season. Um, you know, unfortunate for him. The, the Cavs, 20-14, and 14, man, playing some good basketball. I mean, everybody thought they would fall apart soon enough, but that central division is tough. You got the Bulls, you got the, the Bucks. Cleveland playing well. Indiana's underachieving right now, but um, Cleveland, you know, still hanging in there, still playing, playing some solid basketball. Uh, Kevin Love, who had a tough season last year, uh, has come back and embraced his role as a leader and off the bench in, in helping these young Cavs, um, you know, stay alive in this this uh, this young season. I don't know if you heard about it, you know, but Rubio averaging 13 points, um, you know, an assist machine, um, you know, goes down for the season. I don't know if, you know, I don't know how they're going to weather the storm. I'm serious. I don't know if you had any – uh, if you heard about the injury and, and how yeah. how it would affect yeah. them, um, you know they had some they had some losses lately, but um, you know after their hot start, uh, you know they had been struggling a little bit, losing you know to, to some tough teams. The Suns they had to play the Suns, the Nets, the Warriors, then the Nets, then the Celtics. Um, ouch, right? But um, still weathering the storm. I don't know um, if you want had any thoughts on Rubio's ACL tear. Yeah, you know, it's, it's something that I definitely saw when it came across the screen, and it's something that I actually feel bad for for Ricky Rubio. He's a guy who, in my opinion, who never has really given his just due. Uh, we watched this guy grow up in the league. Yeah. Know, he came over from Spain, and, you know, he was the young guy, and he's been passed around from team to team, from from player to player. Um and so I was like, look, um, I, I really thought, in my opinion, that he would jump on and and, and do well. Um, and, you know, he was average 13. He was always dropping assists. And, you know, they were just kind of hovering there in that playoff positioning. 
Um, so for, for him to come down injured is, is unfortunate. Um, it, it's, just, it's, it's unfortunate. So um, a, a name to keep in mind, um, and I saw this, um, obviously I'm a Houston Rocket fan. John Wall is mm-hmm. disgruntled. He wants out of Houston. Yeah. Give him a call. See what's up. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I want to lament on Rubio, but I definitely want to talk Wall with you. Um, that's a great point. But um, this is the second time he tore his left ACL. Um, I hope he can come back from this, but I don't know, bro. I mean, you know, to tear that knee twice is – I don't. I mean, I don't know how you can come back from that. I hope he does. He, like you said, he's an underrated player, a great international player as well. Um, I would have loved to have him as a point guard on the Knicks. I wanted him for a couple years. Uh, he, you know, he 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 had been shooting a lot better this year. Um, you know, he wasn't known as a shooter. He was also always a distributor. I think he had a twenty assist game, if I'm not not mistaken. But um, you know, unfortunately, I hope he can come back. But um, to your point, you know, John Wall has been disgruntled. Um, I don't think they've been playing him at all, right? In in Houston, he hasn't seen the court. Um, no, he hasn't seen a but, uh, Right. So, um, where I mean, if you had to put your GM cap on, um, you know, in, in you know, they just lost um, to – I want to talk about this. They just lost to the Lakers. He didn't play in that game. Um, if you are a GM, Houston 10-25 and 25 right now, um, you know, not not a real shot of winning. Big salary. I think he's for old, uh, what forty million or so this year. What do you do? Where where where's the best fit for him to go? To be honest with you, and again, this is going to sound funny because I'm a Rocket fan. I don't care. Um, <laughs> I, have, I, I, I don't care. Get you away from that franchise. Um. You know, so maybe if Cleveland wants to do something, you know, I'll mm. be okay. I'll be okay with that. If OKC wants to do something, I'm, I, mm-hmm. I, honestly, I don't care. You know. Um, now, with that being said, the GM in me, um, his still like he, he has no trade value in my opinion because he's very very okay. to move that contract. So, um, and he hasn't played. And the last time we seen him on the floor. He's very, 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 very disgruntled. So as far mm-hmm. as moving that deal, um, I'm not too sure how or how, how that's going to work out. I have no idea how that's going to work out. Um, I look at somebody like maybe maybe Dallas. Um, maybe, you know, you can potentially move. Uh, Luca to a, to the two and have John Wall and Luca and, and maybe Porzingis maybe, um, mm-hmm. maybe maybe we'll move, move over to Detroit maybe. Um, again, I'm not too sure to be honest with you. I I just finally think that again he's wasting space and time on my bench. Um, he clearly doesn't want to be there, and as Mike Tomlin always likes to say, uh, we want volunteers and not hostages. And right now, he's behaving as a hostage. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it is what I it mean, is. I don't see – just be, I see him as a fit for teams, but I don't see him going anywhere because that – $44 million. <laughs> That's a massive contract, especially if you're a t- contender or a mid-level contender. 
to take on and then have to move salary to make it work. Houston's going to have to work a buyout, and, and that's the only way that they're going to get it, get rid of him. OKC would be, you know, a salary dump. Um, I don't think they have enough assets to do it. Um, so, I, you know, I, I mean, there's fits for him. I think he can go to probably like the Sixers or, or, or a team that it would be interesting to me. Um, maybe, I mean, I, yeah, no, I mean, I'm looking at, I'm looking at rosters. I'm looking at teams. I would I would say Cleveland and Philly are are the only teams I would probably think you could you can make something work, but it it would be a buyout. Um, I just don't see. Well, see the thing I don't Philly, see the thing is Philly. So Philly is back in the market again, you know what I'm saying? Because this whole yeah. Ben Simmons thing yeah. is starting to resurface. Now I've said this on numerous occasions. I don't want the guy. I think he is also <laughs> another locker. <laughs> He can't shoot the damn ball, so he's a liability to me on the floor. However, mm-hmm. they are in a position right now where if they get a legitimate point guard or somebody who can help them out in that in that one position and move Maxi back to the bench where he's coming off the yeah. bench, I think that will actually help Philly. And if anybody can kind of get John Wall to straighten up and fly right, you would think it would be, you know, Doc Rivers. So. Right. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I just I don't know where I I just don't know anybody that would trade from straight up. It's going to have to be a buyout. I just don't see anybody. There's you would have to give up if you were Philly. You would have to give up Tobias and other pieces to make that deal work to even make it work. So um, I got I got Mr. Harvey in the building. I'm going to bring him in. Michael calling in from the six one five. What's going on, Mike? What's going on, fellas? <clears throat> uh, Right chilling, out in the chilling like a villain. I'm uh, out, out west spending time with a uh, spending time with little man for Christmas holidays, and uh, so popping in with you guys. You know, I, I'm, I'm popping in. You guys are talking about John Wall, and yeah, I think the thing that comes to me, you know, I hear Cleveland. I'm like, wait. So the way Cleveland is playing right now with like a guy like Darius Garland, and, and with the guys that they have on that team. No way do I disrupt that. Uh, the only way that, to me, a team would it would make sense. Like you said, you said this earlier. The only way that it would make sense would be a buyout, in some mm-hmm. way, shape, form, or fashion. Because if I'm looking at this and I'm any other team, especially a team that's having a little bit of success, I mean, there, this may be the longest John. Uh, okay, I'm being a little bit facetious here, but this is the longest he's gone into a season without being hurt. Mm-hmm. And it's because he hasn't been, you know, hasn't been playing. But I mean, John Wall gets. Listen, it, it has to be a buyout. As much time as this guy's been injured, and as much time as this guy's missed, you can't convince me <coughs> to give up or find forty-four million dollars worth of contracts to trade away to bring this guy onto my team. There were times that, like, his ceiling looked like he could be that kind of a difference maker. It's really funny, though, because you look at it and you think, like, okay, they pulled off a trade. The Wizards got out of the John Wall contract to get Russell Westbrook. And they were able to playoffs last year, and then you look at what the Lakers are doing, it's like, they could really use a point guard that's actually a distributor mm-hmm. first out. But I, it just I, – I don't see – contract. I don't see any team making any kind of special effort to get him. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I haven't really followed him. The serious would know better if he's really being disruptive, like, like you know, um, like we say Ben Simmons is. Um, but I, you know, I'm looking at like Kemba, how he was professional through his whole benching. He's come back and really kind of lit a spark for the Knicks a little bit. Um, I haven't really heard a lot of, of about John Wall until you know his name comes up in trade rumors. So hopefully. Um, you know, it, it's not a big deal for for them to to tr- to just work the buyout, move on. It didn't work. Um, you, you took you took the Wizards' garbage, and you know it didn't work. It, it just didn't work. So, um, I I still think he can play in this league. I think he can be effective. Um, you know, he just needs he needs to be on the court. He needs to play. So, um, we'll, we'll see how that okay, works. Okay, so I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say this is gonna sound really 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 facetious, but hear me out. Okay. If Isaiah yeah, Thomas if Isaiah Thomas and Joe Johnson played an NBA game before John Wall, does a problem. picked up again. Isaiah Thomas just got signed for by a hardship deal for, by I, the Mavericks. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, he's seen the court a couple times before Wall does now. Don't get me wrong. If they both end up on teams, Isaiah Thomas may play more games than Wall because Wall will go down again. But mm-hmm. he should at least play. I, I I don't know. I it just I don't I don't I don't even see a fit for him to be honest with you. I, I don't. I, I mean, other than those two teams, I really don't. So, um, and and, and you know, everybody talks about moving. Uh, it talks about moving Luca off the ball, like that's a mm-hmm. that's a consistent thing that, that gets brought up a lot. Uh, when that guy's yeah. right, he doesn't need to necessarily be moved off the ball. I think at times because of his size, it it, it can work some, but um, he has shown the ability at times when he's going well and he's in shape to be just fine on the ball. See, I just, I just think Luca. Lu- go ahead, serious. Go ahead. No, no, no I'll, I'll be quick. I promise. Here's why I disagree with that. Okay. Luca can definitely play with the basketball, but the problem with him is the ball gets to him and it sticks. It doesn't move anywhere else. That's the yeah. issue that Porzingis has with him. Um, so if you are able to move Luca off the ball and potentially bring in another another star, another mid-level player to come alongside and play with Luca, then that would make the Dallas Mavericks that much more difficult to guard. But with, with, with Luca playing with the ball the whole time, the ball's the six. But let me ask you a question, though, real quick, on this same topic before we move on. Is the mm-hmm. ball sticking because Luca? the ball sticking because the coach really wanted to stand up to a start and make him, uh, make him continue to flow with the system and play the way he needs to play? Because we read stories about how Carlisle lost that team and there were guys that just kind of barely kept them together and whatever else. So is the ball sticking because of people saying, okay, we're going to let the wonder kid do what he wants? Or is it sticking because – and he's unable to play in a system where the ball continues to move? Do you see what I'm saying? That, which one's the answer? Well, I mean, I'll tell you. I'll show you. I think the answer is somewhere in the middle because Rick Carlisle has always been – that type of a coach. I mean, even when he had Dirk, I mean, the ball, the, the ball moved though. You know what I'm saying? Because he had, he had, he had Jake Kidd there and Jake Kidd moved a rock and they was able to play off the ball and that's how they got that championship. But when you got a talented guy like a Luca, I understand the, the, 
the, the, the enamoredness to fall in love with him and watch him do what he does, but that's not right. a team ball. It makes Dallas Mavericks very easy to guard. So, again, I, 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 don't, I, I just don't feel like he makes him. others better. Like, I, I, I don't feel like he's making others better. Like, LeBron is one of the best point guards in the league because he, he, he his IQ and he makes the right passes and makes other people better. The, I agree with Sirius. The ball just sticks. And I don't know if he knows any other way to play other than that ball-dominant lead guard, top of the key, you know, type of player. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we talked about it before, too, Mike. Like, he just doesn't make he, – he doesn't make – players better. Przingis plays better when Luka isn't on the court. The team doesn't necessarily play better because they, I don't think they've won a game when Luka hasn't played. But I think, you know, the the ball just moves a lot better. You know, but I think the pieces in Dallas don't fit either. I don't think they upgraded. I don't I think Bullock is a good player because he, he's a 3 and D guy, but Hardaway, he's too streaky. Porzingis means yeah, if it's not, he if needs, his shots not falling. Hardaway is not very good, right? Like, he's not, and Porzingis needs somebody to play off of. He Porzingis is he needs a point guard that can distribute and get find him in spots, right? He he he. That's not Luca's game. Luca is gonna shoot first, so those two just don't fit together right. They can play together, but they don't fit right. So I think it's a problem of how this team is built. And um, I don't see it getting any better. And, and, and you know what? It, Porzingis has been healthy enough this year. I'll give him that. But it's just not a fit. Like, the point guard situation, it it doesn't work. It doesn't work in Dallas. So um, maybe off the ball is best, but then you're not getting the best Luka that you can get. So I don't know. I, I think it's just the pieces. I don't think the pieces fit right. But uh, yeah, what we, we can <laughs> we can talk about. Speaking of pieces that don't fit right, Mike, oh, the Lakers, oh, the Lakers. They beat Sirius's team. Uh, got triple doubles from from LeBron, and and they got a triple double from Russ. But I mean, I'm just not impressed, man. I you know it takes, <clears throat> you know, Russell gets the triple double, comes out and says everything's fine. You know, I'm just control what I whatever he said. But it's like he gets the ten assists, but then he has seven turnovers. Like, I, you know, he he was shooting a ball. I, I saw I saw a video of of Russell Westbrook shooting a mid range shot, looking like Cream Bigums. Like Spice Adams, like shooting it off the top of the backboard that hit almost hit the 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 um the shot clock. I mean, I I just don't think I don't think the Lakers can make a move with that roster because nobody would take those pieces. I, but can, can they get Mike, Michael? Can they figure it out? So, man, my answer keeps changing. And it's really weird, too, because if you go back and watch Westbrook in a Thunders uni- in a Thunder uniform, especially the year sure. they went to the final, Westbrook mm-hmm. was absolutely killing those guys from the elbow. That little mid-range shot, he was mm-hmm. knocking it down on a regular basis. And, and now it's almost like he's got the yips. You guys remember Rick Ankiel? Yeah, sure. That picture from the Cardinals, they couldn't find the plate anymore. 
I mean, it's almost uh, like it almost looks Chuck like that's what's going on. <laughs> yeah, Knobloch at second base. Yeah, yeah, there you go, Yankees fan. Um, <laughs> so you know, you go, you go back and look at it though, and it's just like I don't know what's happening. It, it, it's always been even before they got Westbrook as high of an IQ as LeBron has, and you guys talk about whatever. LeBron still turns the ball over a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. The Lakers, I want to say even when they won the championship a couple of years ago, I saw a stat that said that they had more turnovers than any team to win a championship in like, they were averaging more turnovers a game than any team to win a championship in like 30 some odd years or something ridiculous. Or So LeBron is still going to have a little bit of a high volume in turnovers. And so you bring in another guy who, I mean, listen, this guy has more turnovers than he does many buckets. In a lot of games. Yeah. And and I keep saying, well, you got veteran guys. You got guys that have been around. And now I also understand that, like, some of these protocols and some of this is, is robbing people of time and rotations and whatever else. And so you want to think, well, maybe they'll find a way to get it together at some point. But, uh, listen, I just watched them last week get embarrassed by Phoenix on their home court, right? Like, it wasn't even close. Um, they had went on a huge run to make that Christmas Day game close. I mean, mm-hmm. they were down by 23 at one they – they were down by 23 at one point. And if you hadn't had Westbrook throwing up shots and LeBron Sutherland for threes when that's not what got them back in the game in the first place, then maybe you somehow find a way to win a game you had no business being around at the end anyway. But – I just don't see, I think, the ceiling for this team right now. The absolute ceiling today, as I look at it now, could they change my mind later in the year if they go on a run? We've seen veteran teams uh, put the switch and go on a run like that. I don't see it happening with this team. But the absolute ceiling right now for this team is the fourth-best team in the Western Conference. Yeah. And and I, I, mean, and I don't know that they, if if they're lucky. And and they and they need a and they need a big ladder to reach that. Right. Right. I mean they they they'll be lucky if they get in the playing game at the way they're playing right now. I mean AD's hurt again. Um, it, it's just you know Stan Van Gundy had came out a couple of days ago and had said you know the, the in the NBA achieving the triple double doesn't mean a player played well. And, and you know, everybody took that as a shot at Russell Westbrook. But, I mean, ball don't lie. I mean, you got seven turnovers with ten assists. I mean, LeBron had three turnovers in that game against the Rockets. Westbrook had seven because he consistently is jumping in the air, making a stupid pass instead of playing. How did Kevin Durant manage to play with this guy as long as he did? And you know what I mean? Like, Everybody killed Durant for leaving him to go to okay to, to go to to the to the Warriors. But I'm like, what choice did he have? I mean, and I hate to do it. I hate to bash on him, but it's like, at some point, it's just, it's the the pieces just don't fit. And and LeBron thought he could make it work because he's LeBron. And I thought everybody thought he could make it work, but it, the pieces don't fit. It just doesn't. It, and, I don't know. I don't know where you go. I mean, serious. I don't know how you feel about the Lakers, seventeen and and, um, and eighteen right now. You know, they came. They got to win against your boys, but I mean, 
it was a, you know, it just, it was, I just wasn't impressed. You know, I think I just really got a long way to go, serious. You know, honestly, for me, I, I looked at the game and um, I wanted the lone guys that still honestly believe that there's going to come a time where they flip a switch, um, mm. where, you know, the pieces are lined and, you know, they go on this massive run. And the reason why I think that is because when you have the talented men that they have, albeit they're not playing well together, you know, their whole their starting lineup hasn't been on the floor for, you know, more than five games. And, you know, and you have the pieces in, in place um, to, to, to compete, I, 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 just, I think they're going to figure something out, you know, whether a move is made. Now, my home dude came by the crib yesterday. He was like, okay, so let me ask you this question, Aaron. Like, when we, you know, get to March and that, that trade deadline uh, comes, is Russell Westbrook on this roster? Well, I said no. I was again, you know, and that's part of the the turning it on and to, and figuring it out that that I'm speaking about. I don't think that the some of the people that are currently there now will be there later. Um, I I, I still think AD is there. Um, I think Melo's still there, but I don't I don't think Russ is there. I don't think Baysmore's there. There's a couple guys mm-hmm. that you know are going to be shipped and dealt, you know, for pieces that, that LeBron ultimately leaves. Because at the end of the day, I have a hard time betting against LeBron James and, and, and this Lakers team to figure whatever needs to be figured out out in order to put themselves in position to, to try to make a run. Whether they do it or not is up in the end, but I think they figure it out. I mean, I, it's hard to bet against LeBron, um, especially in the playoffs. But, I mean, with these pieces, with AD not on the court consistently enough, and when he was on the court, he was just not impressive to me. Um, I think he was a really good player, but just not an elite player. He should be in his prime right now. You know, he should be at the peak of his powers. And, you know, I'm not seeing anything from this guy that, you know, he doesn't take over games. He's too passive. Like, he had one game where he had, like, five attempts in the half. Like, you know, it just LeBron did not come here for that. Thirty seven years old did not come here to be Batman. He wanted to be Robin. You know what I mean? Like ugh, I think he picked the wrong superhero to go with. Um but you know, I got the timeless wonder in the house. T P Timeless, let me bring him in, uh, before my computer craps out on me. Mr Timeless, what's up my brother? Nothing much, man. I'm actually looking at what's going on with this Memphis Lakers game, too. It looks pretty crazy, too. Um, yeah, what do you I, see, I agree. I, I agree with Sirius. I feel like uh, the Lakers will turn this on somewhere. I just don't know when. Um, the one thing that I do look at how bad that this is going on, I think Vogel may not last long there. They do need a coach with a strong personality, I guess, to deal with all of these other personalities to try to get them on board with what they have. And Vogel is more or less like reluctant to have these guys on his roster to make this happen. There's a lot of injuries happening. We're being ravaged by the COVID situation, but uh, I don't think the the Lakers are going to be down for too long, but this is very interesting that they are at this point at the, you know, 35 point 
I mean, 35 game margin of the season. It is, it's bad. This is bad. I, I didn't ever think that the Lakers would be this bad. And um, I, uh, the way they were constructed, I really thought that they would be the favorite to get to the championship. There was a stat that said that no team uh, with championship aspirations have been this bad or, you know, at 500 or lower at this portion of the season. So there's going to have to be an extreme switch. Uh, they're trying to give LeBron a lot of credit at lining him up at center last night. They were playing the Rockets. Yeah. Like, like don't 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 <laughs> oversell that. Like like the Rockets are struggling trying to find their ID out too. Like this isn't them playing a, a stout Rockets team. This is this is them with a whole bunch of youth and you're giving LeBron credit. It, it, it's beyond them just trying to, you know, fan LeBron at this point in time. But um I mean we'll see. They're in the Western Conference right now. Um they'll have to try and at this point they'll have to play the play in to play ball. So they're gonna have to do the same thing they thing that they did last year as well. So I don't know. Hopefully they do turn the thing around, but the the fan in me is like, no, continue to struggle and let somebody else do it. You bring up a great point, TP. I want to get your opinion on this. So everybody wanted to kill Vogel, you know, and, and wanted to run him out of town. It's, he's He's been dealing with um, the COVID. They've been losing since he's been gone. I mean, they won their first game, I think, without him as Fisdale, um, former Nick head coach, what um has been uh acting as the coach. So I mean, they were <laughs> it's I, can you blame Fogel? I know he's going to be the fall guy cuz you can't get rid of LeBron, but I mean like if they got rid of Fogel, who, who's the coach that steps in and can they figure it out if Vogel's the guy that takes the fall? I mean, right now it's going to go as a chain of command, so Lionel Hollins will be the next guy because he's been on that bench. Mm-hmm. They let Jason Kidd leave and run to Dallas while he was there. So I, I think that's the only situation they can go. I don't think they're going to go to another coach that's outside of the organization and come take over while they have a, a strong candidate in Lionel Hollins at this point in time. But I think they're going to have to make that move as soon as possible and not let this season be a disaster and watch these pieces go elsewhere. So... Uh, it's interesting on what and where they have to go at this point in time. It, it's very interesting. But just to see the, the Lakers this way, like I don't know whether to laugh or, or like be concerned, but, you know, the fan of me just watching the Lakers struggle is something else. I mean, I'm concerned. I just don't think the pieces fit. Like I said, I think Westbrook is just too – he just doesn't take care of the ball as a point guard. You don't have to really come up on him because he's not a, a really lethal shooter. So, um, I just think just the pieces just don't fit. They just don't. Round, round pole and, and square peg, I mean, it just doesn't fit. But, Michael, if Vogel is let go, which a lot of people think will probably happen if this doesn't turn around, where do did, where did the Lakers go from there? Yeah, you know, Thomas makes a point with Lionel Hollins on the bench. I, I think that the initial plan when Vogel was hired was if it didn't work out that, you know, Jason Kidd would be that eventual guy. Mm. And then, you know, like you said, they let Kidd leave and go to Dallas. So maybe you have to go Lionel Hollins, but I don't know how much that inspires me either. I, I, I just I, – I don't see – I don't see another answer, and I, I, I don't see a guy that's ready to step in and be a high-quality head coach for this team. It's it, mm-hmm. it just not really 
it's not really there. I mean, you know, there, there's been talk every year about will Mark Jackson ever get a shot? Will this person get a shot? Um, but it's it's going to take a it's going to take a a strong personality, but a uniter of men too that can find a way to get all these guys to be to be on the same page. And I'm not sure that you that you have that. There's not a there's not a coach anymore that can get players to to channel the Zen or whatever. <laughs> you don't really have that anymore, right? So, um, I mean, if, if you make a move now, you probably do have to go with Lionel Hollins. But uh, it it just doesn't. Uh, unfortunately, you can't turn over that roster right now, um, and so somebody's got to be the fall guy and it probably is going to be Vogel. But, and, and this is the problem. If you, if you put together a roster like this and you've got so much of your payroll tied up into three guys. And so now you've just tried to go league minimum with guys that, I mean, you know, are coming in with their, you know, their, their key cards in one hand, their AARP cards in the other, mm. uh, trying to form out your roster. Uh, you got a lot of age on this roster you got a couple of young guys, but you, you got you definitely have a lot more age than youth, and you, you can't really you can't really turn it around. You can't make the numbers match up on any contracts if you're not putting one of those three main guys in the uh, in the trade. Then you'd have to pretty much give up everybody else on your roster just to bring back one guy. And you, last time I checked, you got to have five guys on the court to start, and we know that day to day this is going to be in street clothes. Right. I mean, it's it's interesting. I don't know. I, I Vogel is a really good defensive coach. I think he's getting killed because he's a defensive coach, and the the team is and they're not, not playing the defense. Exactly. Right. But I look at it like it's a it's a totally different roster. That roster that that was in LA last year isn't there last year. The the one that was the most the number one defense in efficiency. Is what twenty five, twenty six now. It's not the same roster. You got LeBron. You got LeBron at center. You got Melo. Melo's never been a defender. It's just not the same team. So, but um, I, I'm sure they're going to figure it out. They're going to be in the playoffs. But I just don't. They're not going to make a run, in my opinion, with those pieces. So, um, but we'll see how how it plays out. I want to switch gears to the NFL before we get out of here because there's a lot of great matchups um, in the NFL this week. Um, you know, Cardinals, Cowboys, you got Vikings, Packers, you got the Bengals um, hosting the Chiefs, et cetera, et cetera. Sirius, I'm going to come to you. Which game out of all these games for a uh, week, what is seven weeks, uh, 17, there's a lot of great matchups. Um, we can skip over the Giants and Bears. That's the toilet bowl. You don't care about that game. But we can go to any other game that you want to talk about. It's which one do you think is, is the most intriguing this week? <laughs> you know, um, I'm gonna be called a homer, but Pittsburgh hosting Cleveland um, for potentially Big Ben's farewell. Hindsight uh, kind of has me in my field a little bit. I understand the the magnitude mm-hmm. of the every game since Cincinnati wins, you know, they won the division. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Green Bay and, and, and uh, the Vikings is a divisional matchup. But for me, um, to send Big Ben off on Monday night football um, and to, to potential retirement, 
um, again, it, it has me in the feels a little bit. So that 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 one is you know airmark number one for me. But I do get to I do gotta wait to see that. Cause there's another game that kind of caught my eye. Um, Cincinnati hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, for what Cincinnati's been doing this year, you know, if you listen to our show on Monday, I I, I, I said the head coach should win Coach of the Year. Mm. You know, so but with that being said, I, I, I think that's the game I'm keeping an eye on. Absolutely. That's going to be a really fun game, too. I love to see that defense uh, in Kansas City match up with Joe Burrow and those weapons on the outside. Uh, TP, what game are you looking forward to seeing this week? There's no Thursday game, so Miss um, Avery will, will miss Uncle TP uh, in the house. But, uh, I mean, what game, other than the Giants and Bears game, are you looking forward to the most this, this coming weekend? The Giants and the Bears. Um <laughs> <laughs> toilet bowl, toilet bowl. <laughs> and you want to know why? This, look, 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 this is the crazy part about it. Can the Giants send Nagy packing, and can Saquon redeem himself on the field that he tore everything up? True. This is the game True. that happened where he just had a simple run play. It was a tackle, and he fell to his right, and then you could just see his leg give out. And it's like, yeah, I don't want him yep. to, you know, have that injury bug whisper to him. I'm being funny, though, but not about the injury. I don't want to laugh at that injury at all. I just wanted to be funny about that. But if the Giants <laughs> win this game, and I really feel like that they can, I think the Giants can win this game, Nagy's gone. Like, I already feel like it now, but, like, if they pull that off, you could, he could kiss that team goodbye. Um, I do like the Chiefs Bengal game, definitely. I want to see if the Bengals can stop the Chiefs. Do you know how red hot the Chiefs are right now? Oh like, yeah. They are red hot. They are red hot. That's a that's another game. Uh the Titans Dolphins game is definitely a huge game right now. The Dolphins could actually save their season if they could win in Tennessee. Tennessee could still try to outright be a number one if mm. they win out keep pace. That's another thing to look out to. There's a ton of them, but I think definitely uh, the Chiefs-Bengals one. Um, the Rams-Ravens is a good one, and I think Vegas is up to no good because the Rams are actually trying to play good ball, but they're playing a team with a winning record. If Lamar comes back, then this, this spread looks interesting. The Rams are only favored by three and a half in Baltimore, mm. but it depends on if Lamar comes back. So that's something I'll yeah, be watching. They said he's too. hobbling in, in practice, TP. He said he's hobbling. He's back to practice. At least he's, at least he's practicing, though. Um, but mm. this is what they want. They want him to do everything, so this is what you get. Right, what right, you get. absolutely. You nothing outside of him. Y'all want him to scramble and make all the throws. Look at what y'all about to do to a franchise quarterback. And um, another one is the Cardinals-Cowboys, even though the Cardinals are falling asleep now. Uh, the Cowboys are getting better and believing in that defense. It's interesting to see if the Cardinals can bounce back in Jerry's world, too. So that's another thing, or another game, excuse me, um, mm. to watch. Who, do you, who needs that game more, TP, the Cardinals or the Cowboys? Cardinals by far. By mm-hmm. far. Yeah, not even um, And this is, this is the one thing that makes them even more dangerous is that they're better on the road. They can't win in the toaster. So if they can go mm-hmm. into Jerry World like they did last year, because this is what happened last year, if you guys remember. Um, I think this was the first game Andy Dalton took over, and Kyler Murray had like nine pass completions 
mm-hmm. for like 400 yards and like four touchdowns. It was crazy. It, it, was, it was one of the most electric non-completions I've ever seen in my life. Everything he threw went to the house last year. So hopefully they could do that again. But the Cowboys now have a pass rusher in, in Michael Parsons that might make it even more difficult. But uh, Kyler's a scrambler too, so their hands are full. This is a very good game. I love this game. This is a big matchup. I think the Cowboys need this game a little bit more because they need that home field. I think we and Sirius talked about it yesterday. I think they don't want to go to Tampa Bay or Green Bay in the playoffs. If they're home in Jerry's world, they're going to be a tough team to to face. Michael, what do you think about this week's matchups? Which one intrigues you the most? And I'll ask you the same question. Cowboys or Cardinals, who needs the game more? I think – I think right now the Cardinals need it more just to have a little bit of momentum again because they've kind of really fallen asleep. As Thomas said, um, mm. the Cowboys have kind of righted the ship a little bit. They looked really good, you know, against the football team on Sunday night. Um, I'm really interested in this Cincinnati-Kansas City, but for the other side of the ball, like he said, he's curious to see if the Bengals can stop the Chiefs. That Chiefs defense has been playing really well the last few weeks. So I'm curious to mm-hmm. see how that Chiefs defense does against that Bengals offense too. Like that, I, I'm curious to see the other side of the ball in that game and to see what Joe Burrow and that Bengals offense can do against uh, a much maligned early in the season Chiefs defense. That you know, listen when they got um, when they got Chris Jones back um, has really you know that that defense carried them because let's be honest during that win streak, they were still a couple of very mediocre games by Mahomes um, early on in that streak. So uh, I'm curious to see kind of how that, how that plays out and what happens there. Um, and, and to your point earlier about the Bears Giants, I think, I think if it's not before then, I think on black Monday after the season's over, I think Matt Nagy has gone anyway from Chicago this year. Yeah, he's got to be the first one. Go. I mean, I don't want to see people get fired, but it's just not working. Um, Fields and, and company, they just they need a switch. I, you know, I think it's I think it's a wrap for them. Um, serious, the Cardinals or Cowboys? Who needs that game more, in your opinion? Um, I mean, I think I think the Cardinals do need it to, to TP and Mike's point because they're struggling right now, especially with D Hop on the shelf. They need to get that offense going, but I think the Cowboys just need to win. They they need consistency. I'm not convinced after that football team game. Um, they haven't done it consistent enough. They need home field, in my opinion. Um, what do you think? You know, I, I, I agree with you, actually. You know, I, I will say this. The Cardinals need to show and prove. Like, mm. They have played piss poor uh, for the better part of, of almost a month now um, on both sides of the football. Kyler Murray – uh, has significantly regressed since he returned from his injury. But, again, we, we said it Monday night, and, and I'm doubling down on that, if there was ever a team that needed home field advantage, uh, it, it's the Dallas Cowboys. And right now, they, 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 they when they put themselves in position to keep the pressure on uh, the Green Bay Packers to, to, to keep winning, uh, to secure that number one seed in that bye, um, I just I have a hard time picturing Dallas winning a playoff game away from their their home venue. Um, mm. So I I think Dallas needs this a little bit more than 
than the Cardinals. Uh, other points are valid, and I agree with them all, but I just think it's more for Dallas. Yeah, I mean, you know, more than the Cardinals. Say that again, TP. Wait, Dallas needs this game more than the Cardinals do. I, I think, I think they, they need home field. I think they do. I think they need home field. I mean, Bro, they, you, they, just they said, you just said they lost for the entire month of December. They deserve to lose again. The thing is, TP, they they qualify for the playoffs already. Okay, the the Arizona right. Cardinals play better on the. Yeah, they did. The Arizona Cardinals play better on the road than they do at home. Right. Seven and one and on the road. Right. Third point, the Dallas Cowboys play significantly better at home. And if they want to make a postseason run, I will feel this home sort of advantage will be more beneficial for Dallas than it would be for Arizona. So let's just make so this will be the, the second. So it'll be the second of January. So let the twenty sixth they lost, the nineteenth they lost, uh the twelfth did they lose that game? I'm trying to that figure was... out if they lost that they yeah, lost they, no 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 they the, lost the, that game. I, I, I watched that game once you that was the one that played the Rams. That was the Monday night game. They lost so yeah. they are on thing streak right now. And do you mm-hmm. want them to head to the playoffs with that morale? At least if they if they get the Cowboys, they build back what they've done this season. I mean, again, you're not, you're not going to stumble into the playoffs with a four or five game lose or five. This could get worse. If this is a five or six game losing streak, this would be disgusting for them to go to the playoffs. Nobody would take them. Yeah, and, but I think the, the question is who needs it? Who needs it more? And I just think. Right. Yeah, you could say at fifty-five, forty-five. I think Dallas needs it more because Dallas hasn't been playing great. They played a twenty-one to six game against the Giants. Hello, that's crap. I mean, the, the, yes, they dominated the football team this Robbery. past week, but they were they almost blew a game against the football team a couple weeks ago. They're not playing consistently Robbery. enough. The offense is what? I watched both, both of those, those games. They, they didn't the look Giant great. The Giants game was rivalry. The football team is a rivalry. They, they they were comfortable playing them teams. Like I'm not, teams but, playing but their, their their offense is so inconsistent right now. The defense is playing well, but you're talking about a defense that is bended or don't break and needs turnovers to be successful. You think Aaron Rodgers is going to throw interceptions like Heineke or 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 um, Matt Glennon's been throwing to them? That ain't happening. That's why they need every advantage that they could possibly get. Being in Jerry's world as opposed to the frozen tundra on Lambeau Field is way more important to me. I I, I don't know. Um, I'm I'm baffled. This is a situation where they're talking about if Kingsbury can hang on to the job right now if if he keep messing up and he's losing right now. That's comical. That's, that's comical. They were they were a number one seed all season long to fall potentially mm-hmm. to the sixth. Seven. That is horrible. That is horrible. Mm-hmm. That is horrible. They, yeah. It, I mean, nobody's negating that. Nobody's negating that. But the issue at hand is mm-hmm. who needs this game significantly better. Right now, both teams are qualified for the playoffs. Check. Teams play better. One plays better on the road. One plays better at home. Okay, so if the team that plays better on the road doesn't need home sort of advantage, why would they need this game, you know, 
to build morale, to, to build camaraderie. No, to, to prove that they can play on the road. You're helping me. They're in Jerry's world. they got to beat them. In, in, listen, why are they going to go to the playoffs and, and play on the road if they're playing on the road in Dallas up against a playoff team and they can't win that game in that building where they're strong and they're a playoff caliber that's team that got to prove that? If, if, they, if they're going to back their way into the playoffs and be on a four- or five-game losing streak, that's not going to work. That, that, well, I don't get this at all, bro. I get it. Dallas is more stout at home, but Dallas can still win a game on the road. You still got to worry about that offensive line, Zeke running the ball, and that passing game. It ain't too many corners in the cornerback committee for each team to stop all of what they have to go off of passing routes, all of them. But Dallas can go from being a one seed. They're one game behind Green Bay, getting that only by, only one team gets to buy, and falling all the way down to a four seed and welcoming the Cardinals back into Jerry's world. And the Cardinals are a road team. That I, they need to win. They can't. They can't be the four seed because they got to, they got a team up against the Cardinals. That's a tough matchup, and the Eagles are not a good matchup for Dallas. They aren't. They they can beat them at their own game. They could go from uh, they're eleven and four right now. They can go all the way to eleven and six, be a four seed, welcoming the Cardinals or the Rams into their into their building in the first round. I don't think they want that smoke. That's just me. That's another team. That's another team that and unfortunately won't be able to have home field advantage. But the Rams, I don't like them on the road neither. No, no. I, I get it's them. Gonna be, that, it's going to be a. Go ahead, TP. So I said I get them. That's different because it's it's Stafford and them, and they're more stronger in SoFi than anywhere else. Especially if they're playing a winning caliber team, like they don't win. He doesn't win against strong teams, like he doesn't. So it's his unless he could destroy that mantra for this season. It's still around him. It's still at his feet. At the end of the day, I mean, there's a there's a lot of good storylines in the NFC and the AFC. I mean. Um, I, you know, I want to bring it around the table too, TP. I'll start with you. You know, if we had to, if the season stopped right now, who's your MVP in the league? I, I, I I'm dying to know. It's a, that's a very tough question, man. It, that's tough. You should have heard what Dion said. You heard what Dion said today? No, Deion no. Dion Sanders said Trayvon Diggs is the MVP. <laughs> Um, of course he's going to say that he's a cornerback in Dallas. Right, right. No, no, no. That's yeah. why I laughed. That's why I laughed. That, that's why I laughed. That, 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 and he said, is he defense. wrong though? Is, is no, he, he ain't wrong. Yes, yes, he is. Yes, he, what are you wrong? <laughs> um, okay. listen, okay. if you see what, okay, okay. Well, okay, so there, there's there's the 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 Jeopardy host right now. He's going absolutely crazy again as we normally see around this point in time. Um. Mm-hmm. It is electric stats. I think he only has four picks on the season. It's still incredible that he's still doing this. Even with him yep. wanting Randall Cobb, and Randall Cobb is on the IR, he's still doing it with, you know, not too big name of receivers. Um, mm-hmm. And um, there, there's a uh, a sitcom from the 60s, 70s. There's a story of a guy named Brady still getting it done right now at 44 years old. Like, and... and with everything that they've had to deal with, every piece of player that they have in that office that's been in and out, he's dealt with Antonio Brown missing five weeks while they were injured too. Like, like they're still afloat to be at least 
<laughs> top of the NFC food chain right now. Like, it, that's incredible mm-hmm. for him. I think it's nothing different. Um, but there's there's a lot of names that throw throwing that hat. Um, I mean, some names have fallen from earlier this year, like Josh Allen. Um, I, I don't know if Stafford is still in that discussion. I don't think so. Um, as many picks as he's throwing right now at the end of the season, and pick sixes included. Um, but it's interesting. But that Trayvon Diggs by Coach Prime was very laughable. I had to say that. I mean, you know, he, he, you haven't seen a cornerback, you know, I mean, it's probably since Revis Island have a season like that, but even Revis wasn't a, a MVP candidate. So um, it's crazy. I mean, yeah, you know, Rogers is my pick right now, but there's a lot of good players. Mike, who, mm-hmm. who would you have, who would you have as an MVP right now, Michael? Did we lose Mike? I, mean, I, I keep going back and forth um, <clears throat> on this. I, you know, before they got shut out a couple of weeks ago, I probably would have said Brady. Um, and he's still in the discussion, but I think the Jeopardy host, um, I think that <laughs> I, I, I think that uh, I think that uh, you Honestly, if I were going to pick a guy off Dallas, it wouldn't be Diggs though. Uh, it would be mm. the, it would be the other kid, the, uh, Parsons. Michael Parsons. You would get really yeah. well just because I think he's he's made a huge difference as far as turnovers and really impacting the game. Like I, I think he's probably a defensive rookie of the year to be honest with you for sure. Absolutely. Um, but I, I'd probably go with. Uh, Aaron for six hundred. Uh, <laughs> uh, That's hilarious. As, as, hilarious. As, as double jeopardy, double jeopardy. I mean, Mahomes kind of. Uh, Mahomes, you know, had some struggled at times this year. And you're right, there were some other guys in the discussion earlier in the year, like Lamar Jackson and like Josh Allen and. Uh, like Kyler Murray, if I wasn't going to give it to a quarterback, I would. I would really consider Jonathan Taylor, but yep. you know we didn't we didn't we didn't hear Derrick Henry much of it. We didn't hear very much of Derrick Henry in the MVP discussion when he was getting two thousand yards last year. So, uh, you know, this kind of came out of nowhere. People thought Taylor had this kind of time, but didn't really see him like blowing up like this. Um, but I, to me, it probably has to be the Jeopardy host. Yeah, I mean, Taylor's about to get to 2,000. I think he's, what, 374 yards away? I mean, I I, I was telling Sirius, I, and I had I had him on fantasy. I struggled with him for the first month of the season, and to see where he is right now, he's got to be a candidate. You have to have an electric season as a running back to be considered, and he's definitely having that. So, um, And an extra game doesn't hurt, right? That 17th game doesn't hurt. Um, to get him to that 2,000 mark, I wonder how the the stats will be kind of if there will be an asterisk on the on the stats because there's an extra game. But um, you know he's having a phenomenal season. Um, serious? Who who do you like? I mean, I listen. Parsons, easy rookie defensive player of the year. If it wasn't for your boy T.J. Watt, I think he would be considered NFL play, defensive player of the year. Michael Parsons. Um, yeah. It's so, um, but. Who do you like as an MVP? Wait, wait, wait. You think P.J. Watt is going to win it this year? 
Yeah. Yeah, I think if he – how many sacks does he have? He, yeah. missed, he, missed, he missed games. He's missing games. And he's still a beast. And he still has 17 he, sacks. Yeah, that's why. He's still beasting. If he, if, if he gets three more sacks, I think easy. He, he's the defensive player of the year. Yeah, I mean, Baker I don't – He'll get three sacks and I have. He has Baker Mayfield Monday night. Yeah, I mean, TP, you know, numbers don't lie. I, listen, I like Parsons. His impact on that Cowboys defense is, is great. But to your point, they also got Diggs, too. Like, you know, it, yeah, as much credit as you give mm-hmm. Diggs, they pick on him because they tear him up, though. They're like, he may have 10 or 11 picks. I'll, he gets burned a lot, a lot. Like, they sure, don't stop throwing at this, him. Though. Like, if the receiver if the receiver loses step, that's where he gets a lot of his picks at. Like I I don't we will wait and see to see how this falls. I can't wait. This will be an say, interesting conversation here. I will say here. this about that. I will say this about that. Like I said, if T J Watt doesn't win it, okay, I think Michael Parson does. I think T J Watt will win it because he's been passed over multiple times and is still putting the damn mm-hmm. work. But I digress. To answer the question at hand, um, it's a two-man race, gentlemen. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor or the guy who's been immunized. Those, 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 <laughs> those are the two questions. So those, those are the two answers. I got to throw a name out, and, and I, I'm surprised nobody said it. I thought Michael would say it, but what about the, the man in L.A., Mr. Cup? Can a, can a receiver be, really be considered as an MVP candidate? Um, they should. Yes, they should. They, they should. They, they did, should. They did right? that to Randy I mean, Moss. That, that 2007, Randy Moss should have got it. They gave it to Brady. Yeah. I mean, what's the record? What's the record for catches in a season? Um, I think it's like 158. He's going to break that. He's going to kill it. He's going to kill it. Yeah, because he's at 132 right now, 14 touchdowns, 100, uh, 1,700 receiving yards. What a season! I mean, insane. doesn't get enough credit. Yeah, doesn't get enough Those credit video for game what he's Madden doing. Numbers. <laughs> you got to see sometimes how Stafford will get Stafford will give him the ball like that uh that hitch, or he'll give him a screen right there at the line of scrimmage and let him go to work right there. Like they get him the ball immediately. Um, he'll he'll get the catches. The yardage is, is still to be seen, especially going up mm-hmm. against Baltimore. But um, I, I feel like he could get the yardage against Baltimore too. I, I feel like everything's supported. I think he'll end up eclipsing all of that. Baltimore's pass defense is suspect. Their secondary is horrible. He may get that verbal. Yes. <laughs> I mean, if if you looked at – we saw – I think T. Higgins is still running by himself down the uh, middle of the field, right? Um, if they can yeah. get 500 yards, a 500 piece on, on that secondary, Cooper Cup might break the record this week at 1 o'clock in, in Baltimore. Please believe it. I mean, he's having an unbelievable year. If he gets that record, really I think is. he gets considered. I, you know, I think, I think he does. Right. Get, what were you saying, Mike? I think you're right. If he does get that record, he, he does get considered. Yeah, I definitely think he should because, I, I mean, we haven't seen a receiver. We've seen some great seasons, but not since Moss in 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 New England when he had to – he just had an unbelievable – it was almost – it was too much of a video game. It was, like, too easy, right? Like, that, that uh, 2007 season Moss had, I think one of the best receiver seasons I've 
definitely ever seen in my lifetime. And we've we've seen we've seen the goat Jesus in cleats himself, right? All of us have seen him play. So um, to see Cup on that in in that conversation is amazing. So I hope he gets considered. Um, it'll be fun. This is going to be a fun weekend. Uh, some really good games. Some important games, right? Chargers Broncos is an important game. Uh, I think um, TPM mentioned. Um, the Colts and Raiders, uh, Colts not having Carson Wentz. Uh, I think he's in COVID protocol. And I think, Sirius, you said at least 10 days, right, because he's not vaxxed, right? Well, see, no, so no, he's... see, no, see, he, he actually may end up coming back because they just changed the COVID protocol policy yesterday okay. that allows players to test out, which I think is ridiculous. But, again, well, I'll save that for a closeout on another time, but – Carson Wentz could be in line to come back in time to play that game, depending upon how his tests um, go this week. So he may play. Right. They, I mean, that, they made a call to Phil Rivers. I'm hoping they could get Wentz back, man, because just like Barry was talking about for Jonathan Taylor to get to 2,000, if they don't, Sam Ellinger's going to be the quarterback. They'll put eight in the box all game long. Yes, they'll force yes, him to throw, absolutely. and that's, that's going to be terrible to watch that season collapse because the the quarterback is getting ravaged by this freaking pandemic, man, it's, and that's terrible. Yeah, absolutely correct. I mean, they, like I said, they called Rivers to see his availability, um, you know, just because they weren't Didn't sure the about when. So, yep, absolutely. Tanks called Drew Brees. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, they got to call Tyrone. They got to call anybody they can get their hands on after oh, that performance. Geez. Ian Book. I mean, they they, they said oh, Drew Brees actually geez. considered it. He even went outside and uh, and threw the ball around to test his shoulder, and he actually even thought about it, and then decided, Nah, bro, I'm not, I'm not gonna do it. But they said wow. that he actually uh, put some thought into it to come back just for one game for this time. Uh, for this Monday night game. Wow. Thomas, right? I told you somebody was I told you somebody was gonna score twenty. I just picked the wrong team. <laughs> <laughs> it would it would have been like Kevin Costner for the love of the game if if uh if he would have came back. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um I mean the Saints they need that game too. They're one game under five hundred. They're still they're still in the race, man. unbelievably they're still in it. Um, you know, the Panthers look like they're gonna start Darnold against the Saints, so we'll see how that shakes out. Cam, um, the bench. yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it, it, that was a tough game for the, the Saints. Um, Tua put it together uh, in the second half uh, after that silly pick that he threw. I mean, I had just said, you know, Tua probably earned his way to have that team built around him to serious on the NFL yeah, free for all show. Yeah, on Monday night. I had just said that. And then what did he do? He threw a pick. He threw a terrible pick. It was ridiculous. So I was like, egg on my face. Like, you know, typical, typical villain. Uh, but uh, it, I, this week is going to be some fun, man. There's going to be some really good games. TP, you alluded to it, too, the Chiefs and Bengals. Um, Chiefs are the, one of the hottest, if not the hottest, team in football right now, um, welcoming um, – that defensive pressure that they're getting from Clark and company Spagnola, I tip my hat to him. He's really got that defense flying, um, getting a lot of pressure up front. They just, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, serious, but they, what they did to the Steelers, they dismantled that team. And, and that's a far cry from earlier in the season where we said that defense was going to get this team killed, that they weren't going to make it 
anywhere in the playoffs. And now they they look like they're the favorite in the AFC um, to, to make it to the Spags. Super Bowl. Spags put up yeah, one ahead, really bad year. In, Spags put up one really bad year in New Orleans where they had record highs for yards. Of, and listen, New Orleans had some bad teams back in the day. But, like, that, that one year that Steve Spagnuolo was in New Orleans, they gave up more yards than they'd ever given up. It was ridiculous how bad that defense was. And so, of course, Spags takes the fall, and then he gets a job somewhere else. And he's doing a nice job this year. But early in the year, I was wondering if that Chiefs defense was going to be rival. I was like, is this going to be his worst year as a defensive coach? I mean, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they looked that bad early. They definitely did. I mean, it looked like, you know, and Spags, he's a mastermind behind the Giants' defenses, in, you know, in their Super Bowl run. I have a sweet spot for him. He's a really good defensive coach. He really uh, game plans very well. And to see how how that defense had struggled early in the year. And, and the offense, right, the, for the Chiefs. Like, we like we wrote them off. We had thought, you know, the, the demise of the Chiefs were here. Mahomes wasn't going to, you know, he was overrated. That People were saying, I don't know if anybody on this show was saying it, but you were hearing it around. And lo and behold, 11-4, and four, you know, about to, to clinch home field. They, you know, they just got to tip my cap to Andy Reid, one of the most underrated coaches in football, doesn't get enough credit for how good of a coach he is. Um, I, you know, I just got to give them credit, you know, from where they were to where they are now. Um, you know, like, it, and it's going to be fun, right, TP? Like, the Chiefs and Bengals. Bengals with that offense, Joe Burrow really ascending his way uh, to the upper echelon of quarterbacks in the league um, slowly but surely. Now you're having debates about him and Herbert. Who would you take? But um, the weapons on that Bengals team, unbelievable with, with um, Higgins, Mixon, Chase, Boyd and company. Uh, their skill positions are, are as good as anybody's in the league. Anybody's. I would put them up against anybody. They're they're fun to watch. They're going to be a lot of fun. It is going to be a great game. Um, looking to get that division. Um, I don't know if anybody else. I know Sirius doesn't like to talk about who they nation, but I like to tweak them a little bit. I gotta I gotta tweak. There them. ain't there ain't no yeah. debate no more. I don't know what you're talking about. That that Herbert stuff is the rest. I mean, it was good early in the season. Um, once he lost that game to Baltimore and Baltimore thirty thirty something to six, everything was out the window. Um, I mean they may have some shock value games, but the game that they lost to the Texans is like, bro, like y'all fighting for the playoffs and y'all lose mm. this way, like no, there there there's no debate. I don't if you're debating for Herbert to be a better quarterback than Burrow, you, you could call in right here, right now, or whenever we have an opportunity to have this discussion. I will say Joe Burrow until I'm blue in the face and I'm pretty dark scared. <laughs> I mean, it was a terrible <laughs> loss, CP, right? It was a, it was an awful loss. Um, and, and I said it that's too horrible. Monday, that's right? That's horrible for and, them to be in playoff contention. That's a bad loss. That, that's bad. Right. And I said it Monday, TP. Every team that beat the Chiefs this year has had a terrible upset loss, right? The Titans losing to the Jets. You got now the Chargers losing to the Texans. Um, it, 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 it just goes down the line. The Baltimore Ravens losing to the Dolphins when the Dolphins were struggling to get back into playoff contention. Every team that beat the Chiefs this year suffered an upset loss of en- enormous proportions, right? So, um, it. But to your point, yeah, it's a horrendous loss. It's it, it's a horrific loss. The Bills losing 
their game to the Jaguars as well. That was a bad loss. Um, there's been a lot of bad upset losses this year. Um, I don't know if that's the worst. I think the Bills-Jaguars game is probably the worst loss of the season, but um, that Chargers, because they what they were home, right? That was a home game for them, um, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was. Was it? I don't, I, I don't even remember. Which one? Was which one? Cincinnati versus. Uh... Wait, which game? Cincinnati versus. No, the Chargers game against um, against the Texans last week. That was they were home, right? Yeah, yeah they were home. Yeah. So I mean, that's just a, that's a that's a horrendous loss, and that just. As far as we want to put them up and we want to elevate Herbert and say that the Chargers are ready to kind of take that next step, that's like one step forward, two steps back. That was, that was what that loss was to me, and I totally agree with you, TP. That was a horrendous loss for them, um, especially since, you know, they, they played well against, um, you know, they played well against the Chiefs um, before. It's just, it's just, it's a horrendous loss. It's horrendous for them, so. Um, they they must win this next game. They have to they have to show, um, or, or you know their playoff hopes are in the toilet with the Giants, right? Like there's no other way around it. They they have a tough game against the Broncos. Um, I think I think no, they, no it's not tough. They, they better win that game. Listen, listen, Drew Lock is the starter. Teddy's not starting. Right, exactly. That's, that's so not a tough game. Has better yeah. at home. You're absolutely I don't care where they are. They could be they, on Jupiter. They, they could be on Jupiter. If, if Drew Locke is the quarterback, <laughs> there's no shot. They're done. <laughs> no chance at how like Vince says? <laughs> no, no chance. Nothing. There, there's That's nothing they can got. do. There's, there's, there's nothing they can do. <laughs> Let me exactly. You, if, you lose to the, if you lose to a, a, a team like with Drew Locke starting at quarterback, then you don't really deserve to make the playoffs, even though they'll still be there. Yeah. You don't really deserve it. Exactly. You don't really deserve it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. but I mean, listen. Uh, I guess it's not quite as bad as having Trevor Simpson. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> I got to ask this question, then we're well, going to get out of here because I had to put it into overtime. I could talk sports with you guys like all day. It's been great. I love you guys. But Jimmy Garoppolo's got the thumb injury, right? They're going. They're, huh. If they win. Uh, against the Texans, who just won that game against the Chargers, right? They clinch a playoff spot. They say Jimmy G should be able to play. Um, you know, he there's a good chance that oh. he plays. TP, oh. what do you do? Do you play him? Because I, I wouldn't listen, force he, him to play. I wouldn't force him to play. I wouldn't if, if he has a, it's a torn ligament in his thumb, right? Yeah, that's what they said. They they got to go with Trey. They got to. They got him, and, and um, and so it is funny still, it's we still, were just here, we were just it, talking about him. No, I know, and and I feel like we jinxed the people. Like that's the crazy part. It's like um, <laughs> as much as I was like, yo, I wanted to see Jimmy hang on to the job. I'm like, yo, everybody's like, yo, he's gonna leave week three, week four. Jimmy been doing a good job. Debo Samuel is terrorizing the league, and he gets hurt now. It's like, oh, this is unfortunate, and it's like this is what everybody's been begging for to see Trey Lance be the quarterback. Now it's like. I wouldn't want to see my $100 million investment that's actually looking good be hurt even worse. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I think the best bet is to go with Trey Lance and try to win this game up against the Texans. This game is fortunate for the Niners. If they win, they're in that. That's, that's huge for the Niners at this point in time. I, I, I'd, I'd rather see Trey run and then, you know, hope Jimmy could do something to hear better 
feedback on another response on his injury. Yeah, I mean, if they needed that game to get in, I would play them. But since there's another week and, and there's another scenario that they can get in if the Saints lose to the Panthers, which I don't really see happening, but um, I would hold them back. Because they even waited for the swelling to go down just to assess if he would be able to throw, and he's been throwing under supervision. So you got to take your chance. you got to be careful with them. We were, and like, I'm, like I said, serious, we were just here, right? Me and TP were in my basement watching this game, and we're, we're lamenting on how Garoppolo, if he doesn't make mistakes, he, they should be able to win. They were winning, and then we jinxed them. They, 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 they pooped the bed against the Titans, and, and, you know, the thumb injury happened. So he's had a couple extra days to heal up, but still, I, I agree with you. Trey Lance has got to be the guy. Just He's taken all the reps in practice. Let him play. I don't know if anybody else has an opinion on, on, on Garoppolo and, and, you know, people Sam. oh, God, he is so good. Unbelievable, that guy. So he, he's, he's just unbelievable. But Garoppolo, Mike, do you think Garoppolo should play? I think he dropped, but serious, do you think Garoppolo should play? Yeah, nah, nah. I don't think he's going to play Trey. <laughs> yeah, give us free. You know, the, just give us Trey Lance, you know, let it go. But, no, it should be fun, man. The Sunday night game, Vikings-Packers, always a good rivalry game. Um, You know, it'll be interesting to see if that Packer defense can um, hold up. They haven't been playing well as of late. But, you know, like we said, um, you know, the the Jeopardy cast-off is is calling the right numbers, um, answering in the form of a question. So uh, he's doing everything he needs to do to win some games down there. So uh, can't count out out against – and Rogers, but um, I, I'm I'm ready to close up shop. Uh, I I see. I went through the whole thing and I didn't have to talk about the Giants. That just makes me happy right there. That makes me. That just makes me so. I feel relieved. You know, I feel relieved. But um, serious, it's it's always a pleasure doing the show with you, bro. Give me a quick close uh, as we, we close up the the shop here. Uh, the call is cookout. Manager Boy Series up in that 412 and the 703 man again. 2021 has uh, has taught me to, to to appreciate things more and to and to show love and appreciation and everything. And with this being the last show of 2021, man, I'm looking forward to bigger and greater things in 2022. Uh, my my prayer and my wishes to all of you gentlemen is you know health and prosperity. Unless your name is Barry Devlin Jordan and you uh, are a Knicks fan, and no, no, no prosperity you. Good help for no prosperity. With that being said, man, I'm out, man. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Uh, God bless, and I'll see you guys later, man. That's Uncle Villain. That's what Malik calls me. That's what you call Uncle Villain. That's what you call me. I love you, T. I love you, sir. Don't worry about it, man. I'm going to pray for you, man. I'm going to pray for you. Michael, thank you for calling in. Always a pleasure talking hoops and talking football with you. Give us a close as we get out of here. Last caller's cookout of 2021. Man, the one thing that I will remember in 2021, other than some of the tragedies in sports and my bra- and my, my Braves winning a, a world championship this year for the first time in 26 years. But, man, the one thing I'll remember is, is – uh, 
building that relationship with my brother TP and with you guys and being able to uh, become part of the Sports City Chefs family, man. I really appreciate you guys having me. Look forward to letting some more good times roll as we move into 2022. And um, I'm, I'm still hoping that uh, that Trevor Semi-Pro has gone to the Helen Keller Institute to learn sign language. That's all. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> He's got jokes. I love it, Mike. It's a pleasure, man. It's been a great 2021, man. Great uh, building a, a relationship with you. Glad to have you a part of the chefs. And, and you guys do great work with the barbershop. I'm proud of you guys getting to, what, I think 4,000? 4,000, man. You've been growing. Absolutely, man. You guys are doing great things. Uh, the chefs, we had we had a really good year. Um, it's a pleasure working with my brother TP, man. You know, known this dude for for a long time. Uh, feels like uh, forever and a day. But uh, you know, we got some big things popping. Um, so you know, stay tuned for that. We, you know, we we building. I, I got my mic on the way. Uh, my microphone is in the mail. So um, look out for that. Oh boy. But uh, get to the website, sportscitychefs.com. We're blogging. I try to blog, you know, when I can. So I might write something tomorrow on my misery um, as, a, as a Giants fan. But, you know, it's not therapeutic anymore. It's, it's kind of just howling at the wind. So maybe I'll write about my Knicks almost blowing the game against the, the Pistons tonight. But get to the website, read the blogs, articles, all that good stuff. We got the merchandise. Uh, please pick that stuff up. Um, I gotta get some more stuff because we gotta we gotta we gotta show out in, in public, man. We gotta show our, our our colors, our banners. So, um, you know, a lot of fun with that. But TP, you know what to do, man. Thank you for calling in. Uh, love doing the show with you, bro. Get us out of here. Since he said that about his microphone and my Lauren Hill voice, how many mics do we rip on the daily? Um, <laughs> people just. Listen, people, pay attention to what's going on in Phoenix right now. I can't believe my eyes right now. Also, it's a two-point game between the Suns and the Thunder. If the Thunder win this game, this has to be the upset of the century basketball history. The Thunder have one starter playing, and that's Lou Dort. Everybody on the Thunder that's a starter is out COVID-19 protocol. Shea, Giddy, the coach, um, it, it, it's so much, and they are down by two in Phoenix to the Suns right now with Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Stay tuned on that. Um, Sports City, pay attention to a lot of stuff that's going down. We are running into bowl season college football. Uh, there's an interesting game tonight. Oregon's getting beat up pretty bad right now, 16-3. Mm. Um, NBA, with the ups and downs like you heard here, Crossover Cafe, pay attention to it. The bunch will be back around for the new year. Um, stay focused, man. It's the click, and we got some good news here for Sports City. We get the the public exposure as well. Uh, shout out to my big brother Groove from the barbershop. Uh, he had an unfortunate loss in his family. My heart is with mm. you forever. Um, I, I, I that's as much as I can say. Sports City, my heart is here with everybody here with the click and the SEC. You already know how this go down. On that note, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now they know. Ow.
kaboom. Sports city chefs is in the room. Cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune. Bloom like a flower in June. Superman verse MF Doom. The clouds loom. So tell a friend it's the sports city chefs again. Pay attention, tune in. We on the set again. Sports city, sports city chefs. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.